Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Before I get into today's message, I want to bless God. Is that okay? I want to give God the glory. And I want to start by thanking God for every single one of you. You are a blessing. On behalf of the leadership at Watoro, we appreciate you. Those who watch online, on air, we get the feedback from all over Uganda, around the world. We are so thankful. It is an honor to serve you. And it is an honor to serve the vision God has given to us together. I really want to thank God for every one of you. I also want to thank God for friends that come from all around the world that join us in this work. And today we have Pastor Philip Wagner over here. Yeah, Pastor Philip, why don't you stand and wave? Yeah. Pastor Philip serves on our U.S. board and he's been a great partner of Watoro for years. And we're just so thankful for you and Holy. We're very grateful. Now here's why I'm so thankful to God for every single one of you. Last year, as we were getting ready to give our miracle missions offering, God gave us a target from when we started of a million dollars, which is huge. And last year, when we're asking God, God, what what do you want us to give? And it was a million dollars. And some people said, well, if you look at the economy and look at the things going around, I think you should lower the target a little bit and just be realistic. But God had laid it in our hearts to give a million dollars. And you know what, Watoto Church? You pulled through. Our theme was wonder-working God. And God worked through every single one of you. And in last year's miracle offering, together we gave over a million dollars. It was actually $33,000 above a million. There it is. And so far, through our miracle offering, we've spent almost 2.8 billion and we still have a billion that we are going to be, is already designated for some projects. In fact, it's not enough. But we are so grateful. And you have been a part of this. Every single one of you in making what people thought was impossible possible. When God's children get engaged, look out, we will change the world. We will change the world. So here's some things that we have done. Blessed ministries locally. You can see some of them on the screen. Um, uh, You can go to the next slide. Um, um, Those are all local ministries we've blessed. We'll continue to bless uh, uh, more of them. Gideon's book, we've blessed uh, others globally. And you can see some of them there um, uh, by the grace of God because we are exercising generosity. We are changing a mindset that we are receivers and continue to receive. We are changing mindset. We can be givers. And we're going to be blessers, blessing others. That's what we're going to be doing. 
And of course, one of the biggest mission efforts is to plant new churches. Those are the biggest mission tools. And through our miracle offering last year, you can see we already planted campus number 16, Nansana. And we bought very beautiful land. We've been looking for land in Gayaza. It came, and because of the miracle offering, we have a piece of land in Gayaza. Uh, then I'll bring you get in a building. Now, um, uh, and we, we debated this, but we said we got to do it because the church is, is, is God's Christ body through which He acts and He speaks. And it's the hope of the world. So when we're building Boyo Gallery, um, uh, we used that Bill God's house money. We did some type money. And uh, even the Pentecost Assemblies of Canada did come through to support us and uh, through the building. And it's a beautiful building. We decided why have a new building and old style equipment. So we fully equipped it with beautiful audio visual. Now, if you don't understand audiovisual, go and visit where you get it. You will be amazed. One of them was telling me, Pastor, can you believe I can see the screen when I'm very far off? And it's, it's amazing. So we fully equipped it, and we're going to do that for all our locations. We want to do that. Okay? And downtown, in a few weeks, maybe a month, just over a month, this whole place is going to change because you want to equip it and continue to reach God's people. That's how we steward the funds that you give to us. So it contributed towards that. And of course, the outreaches um, around, those are some of the pictures. You can see the building over there. Now, we still have a billion shillings that's already designated for things that we said we're going to do. Um, uh, we still want to plant a new location, probably in the first quarter next year. Um, uh, Chengara Children's Plans want to build a children's building that acts as a school. So we are in the process of doing that and then we want to continue reaching schools and this is so important this is partly going to come from this uh, past year's uh, miracle offering and also this year's miracle offering now a billion cannot do all those things and so some of this year's miracle offering will go to it and all your tithes and offerings we will steward them and work them through but I want to show you Nate for this year our miracle offering in the next few weeks God gave us a figure, a faith figure, $1.5 million. Okay? That's the miracle figure. If he could help us cross a million dollars last year, he can help us cross $1.5 million. And you and I are going to be a part of that miracle. Here's what we want to do with that. We will continue to bless other ministries now and, and also the Chengara Children's Building and to make sure we have enough to do it, new locations. We want to purchase property in Juba, South Sudan. Because we've been renting for a long time and you know that limits you in a way so we want to buy property in South Sudan because South Sudan is a very strategic nation and we are strategically located as a very unique church reaching the next generation Amen. now talking about the next generation if you can see just go back uh, the other slide outreach missions truck here's what we want to do and please understand this and some people don't, they miss it. Why are we passionate about reaching youth and children as a church? Why are we committed? This is why. When Satan 
wants to destroy a nation. Okay? When Satan wants to make sure a nation never thrives to its fullest potential. He doesn't attack the present. He attacks the future. That's what Satan does. Actually, Satan, Satan's schemes are not just about your today. He's always attacking what is coming. That's what he does. And so, Satan is after our kids. He's after our children. He's after our teenagers. In schools, bringing deception and all kinds of agendas. Because he knows if the older people are doing okay, soon and very soon, they're going to be gone. And there'll be a generation that neither knows God nor honors his commands. And that's when a nation is destroyed. You know what we're doing? We are taking the battle right to the schools. We are gonna reach our schools with the gospel. We're gonna go. And we started to do it a little bit a few years ago. We are ramping it up. And with the miracle offering, some from last year and some from what we're gonna give in a few weeks, you know what we're gonna do? We wanna purchase a missions truck, a huge trailer with a stage, a mobile stage, with lights and LED stuff. You see, that's, that's a trailer. That's a trailer. Drive it, pack in a school, and preach the gospel that changes lives and impacts our kids. That's what we're gonna do. Huge, huge, it's expensive, but it is more costly to lose our young people. So we're gonna do it. That's some of what's gonna come from our miracle offering, some from last year, and what we are going to give this year. We're gonna reach young people. Now, $1.5 million can look, wow, how practical is it? So we just thought, you know, just to show you as you pray, how you can engage, okay? Just for simplicity, we believe there's 50 people watching, all the people in, in, in Watoto and families, that you can give $5,000. God has blessed you, you can give $5,000 or even more. You can do it as a business. Um, 100 people, if 100 people gave $2,000, this is in all of Watoto. If 200 people gave 1,000 or 500 people gave $500, 1,000 people $200, 2,000 people giving $100 in our miracle offering or 4,000 people giving $50 and we have 5,000 our children participate and they give even more than $20. Uh, if you just look at that breakdown, it's $1.6 million. And that is just almost 10,000 people. As Watoto is about 33,000 that come for in-person and another close to 10,000 that watch online. We can actually give beyond the $1.5 million. We can. If we all are willing 
to give sacrificially. I am. Here's what God does. Sometimes God will put a figure in your heart. In fact, he might be speaking to you either exactly what's on the screen or in between whatever God lays in your heart. And, and for our case, it has always been, I can't, we can't do it in one go. But we make sure that the day we give, we give big on that weekend and continue to fulfill what God has laid in our hearts. And I know that's what God's going to do for you today. And together, come the fourth and fifth, we're going to give a miracle offering to advance God's kingdom. And I'm so thankful that as Watoro family, you are a part of this. Amen? Let's just pray. I want to pray for you even now. Father... I know you have been speaking. You've been helping us to prepare for this miracle offering. And I pray that in Jesus' name, whatever you're speaking to us, help us to have the faith to believe and the faith to obey and do what you've called us to do. Your word says each of us should give what we've decided in our hearts to give. Uh, and we shouldn't do it out of compulsion or even reluctantly because God, you love a cheerful giver. So I pray in Jesus' name that as you lay in our hearts how we can all participate, may we not only give the 1.5, but we want to even give more to advance your kingdom. We are so thankful to you, God, because you've been faithful to us. And even now, Lord, as we get into your word, Bless your word. May it nourish our bodies and nourish our soul and spirit. May your word challenge us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. That was an interesting prayer. Nourish our bodies. That's for food, isn't it? Okay. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. That's our key verse as we prepare for the miracle offering. And God is able to bless you. Bless who? Bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. God is able to bless. To bless means God's supernatural power working on your behalf. This scripture also tells us God is able. In case you had any doubts, Paul is reminding us about God's ability to bless. He can. And he's able not to just bless you a little bit. He wants to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all Times having all that you need, you will abound in every good. Let's say it together. You will abound in every good. You will abound in every good. Today, I want to talk to you about work. I want to talk about work. Last week, we talked about stewardship and looked at the parable in Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. One was given five, the other one was given two, and another one was given one. And we saw that when the time for accountability came, there were two who put their talents to work, and there was one who buried their talents. They didn't do any work. And the ones who put their talents to work were commended, but the one who was so lazy to do any work 
okay, was punished and in fact called wicked because they didn't put their talent to work. Work, my friends, is a good word. <laughs> work is a good thing. And work is not just about being faithful. It's about being fruitful. There are many people who are very faithful at work, but not fruitful. Here's our desire. Whenever people employ members of Watoto, they'll say there goes a faithful and fruitful employee. There goes one with a different spirit. So this message is a very important one. Because through work, God provides for us. Now I know there's some people who are out of work and they're looking for work. There are those who are, uh, uh, probably have never uh, 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 found work and they're looking for work. But actually, uh, what I've discovered is uh, people equate work to jobs. No. A job gives you an opportunity to work. Anyone can work anywhere, anytime. You can work at home. You can work in, a, in an office. You can work anywhere. And not all work has to be remunerated. Work is about being productive. It's about making the best of your time, talent, and treasure. That's what it is about. And so some people are not doing anything because they are waiting for a job. Jobs are good, but you can work from anywhere. I read an article that I'm going to read to you and it addresses the mindset of that one talent guy in Matthew 25. That one talent guy, if we were to uh, sort of choose which country he would come from, which country do you think the one talent guy was from? <laughs> I, I, I'm just asking, I've not said anything. But let me read you a newspaper article that might help you answer that question. Okay? Uh, and this was in the Daily Monitor some years back. 2021 is when it was up, uh, up, updated. Ugandans laziest with no sense of urgency report. What you need to know, this is not the first indictment on the workforce of the country. The World Economic Forum has been ranking the country's labor productivity among the bottom 25. 
Also, the Global Competitiveness Report indicated that compared to other countries in the East Africa region, Uganda has the lowest labor productivity. Closer to home, the office of the Prime Minister in 2012 acknowledged that the labor productivity is a major challenge. I wonder whether it has changed over the years. Ugandans have been ranked as the laziest people in East Africa with the lowest labor productivity in terms of value added per worker. We are going to change that, starting with the church. That's not a great report. The survey in 2016 done by a doctor called Nora Juba, an organization development consultant, showed that Ugandas, Ugandans' poor performance is fueled by poor work ethics and social cultural factors such as disabling beliefs, executive perception about themselves, an inflated view of ourselves, and about their leaders, and a lack of sense of urgency. According to this doctor, there are several inconsistencies in the labor market. For example, employers are demanding higher efficiency and productivity, and yet the workplace is awash with highly qualified but non-performing staff. Ouch. Another inconsistency is that there has been so much capacity building over the past 20 years, yet productivity at the shop floor has not changed. And so there's a mounting disenchantment with the Ugandan work, culture, and ethic. Today, I want to give you five biblical mindsets towards work and seven kinds of work that God blesses. That's what I'm going to do. But before I jump into that, let me address that article. What, are, what is some of that culture that is talked about? Let me give you some of them. A culture of excuses. Oh, do Ugandans love to give excuses? The reason I didn't show up is it's about 5.30. I thought it was raining. Because it rained yesterday. <laughs> A culture of lies. Never telling the truth. A culture of bare minimum. We like to just give the very least required and we want to be paid immediately. A culture of entitlement. You can't fire me. We will go to labor court. <laughs> I'm entitled. A culture of individualism, a culture of mere talk. My goodness, how we love talking and chatting. You, you've gone to a, a shop and the person who's supposed to attend to you is on? A culture of negligence. This is not my dad's business, so I don't really care. Leave the tap running. Culture of wastage, a culture of average. 
the culture of sabotage, fighting other people who are productive, a culture of manipulation, a culture of greed, get rich quick at whatever cost. By the way, this greed is beginning to manifest a lot in our young people, Gen Z. They don't want to commit, but they want to be paid. The first thing is, what are the terms? And then they say, I can only give you a year. Where is commitment? You got to change that. And in the Christian circles, the culture of miracle money. Money come. I command dollars from my neighbor to get into my pocket. Witchcraft. You're walking around a bank. This bank belongs to me. That is witchcraft. Get to work. Unhealthy competition, too much work, no rest. A culture of corruption, especially in government. When, when did offering a service that you were already paid to do demand that you get bribes from people? And has become an acceptable culture, frustrating lots of people. Even to our justice systems. Something must change, and we need to change it as the body of Christ. Amen? So what are the mindsets towards work? Number one, please recognize when it comes to work, God is my source. In other words, work is a gift and a blessing from God. Work is not a curse. Whatever form of work you have, treat it as a gift from God. When you have that mindset, it changes how you work. James 1:17. Every good and perfect gift is from where? Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Second mindset, biblical mindset. Work, when it comes to work, God is my boss. God is my boss. Now I have athlete bosses, I have supervisors, but the attitude that is a winning attitude is when you realize the one who gave you the job is truly your boss, and that is God. When Paul was addressing slaves who had become believers and they had found freedom in Christ, they wanted to quit their work. And Paul writes to them in Colossians chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. He says, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything and do it not only when their eye is on you. Does that sound like familiar? And to carry their favor. There are some people who are the best workers when the boss is around. Mistaken. 
But rather, you work with sincerity of heart and reverence for the Lord. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for who? For the Lord, not for human masters. That's the attitude you need to carry. God who gave me this job is my boss. I can get away by hiding from my earthly boss. But the Bible says, don't be deceived. You will reap what you sow. God cannot be mocked. He sees. And then you wonder, why is it I'm not being promoted? Whenever the boss is around, I'm the best. God can't be mocked. Third mindset when it comes to work. God is my primary partner. I love that one. Never forget, God Almighty, who gave you that work, is not only your boss, but has chosen to be your partner to help you succeed in that work. Amen. Amen. The all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God says, I'm going to partner with you. Wow. I know that in your work, there are things that are going to be tough, but I want to be with you. I know that your work is beyond your qualification, but I'm going to be with you. I know that at your workplace, there is people fighting you. There is people who are even going to the witch doctor to try and take your job, but I'm going to fight for you. God is our primary partner. He said to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy, 20, in Deuteronomy 8, that when they get into the promised land, they must do one thing. Because this is what happens when you start succeeding. They were succeeding. In verse 17, he says, as you succeed, you may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember, it's the Lord your God. Remember the Lord your God. For it is he who gives you the ability to do what? Produce wealth. It's God. Don't forget your primary partner. Tomorrow when you wake up and you're going for work, say, come on, God, you're my primary partner. Let's go change the world. Let's go do this deal. Let's go sit in that interview. Let's go sit in that negotiation. I know you're right beside me. Let's go settle that dispute. I don't know everything, but God, you're with me. Carry that biblical mindset. God is your primary partner. Jesus said it this way. Without me, you can do nothing. Fourth mindset, God will bless the works of your hands. I love that. God is not going to bless the ideas in your head. God is not going to bless the intentions in your heart. God is going to bless the works of your hands. You gotta, some of us are big dreamers. I have this dream, I have this dream. Well, wake up and go to work and then God will bless you and that dream will be a reality. Are we together? Thank you for your great ideas. Listen, degrees do not work. Masters do not work. They're good. PhD does not work. It's your hands that work. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know what God blesses? Not the degree you have. The works of your. Don't ever give an excuse that until I get a degree, I can't work. No, you can work and God will bless the works of your hands. Oh, I have a degree and that work is below my qualification. I, I, I belong to an air-conditioned office. Well, here's the scripture for you. The Bible simply says this. He who does not work should not eat. You shouldn't even be eating. Final mindset that we need to carry from the Bible. God hates sloppy work. Yeah. Hmm. God hates sloppy work. Oh, how we like to do things in a sloppy way. Just do it a little bit. This city cannot be blessed if we are sloppy in fixing it. We are working on the roads, we are working on the roads, and all you do is angle the potholes better. We gotta change that. We gotta make sure we don't do sloppy things. Proverbs 18:9: slack habits and sloppy work are as bad as vandalism. Sloppy work is like destroying work. Is this good? Am I still okay with you? I'm sharing this because God wants us to be different as his children. Proverbs 24 verse 30 to 34. This is written many years ago, but it looks like he's talking about um, um, some of our places of work or even our homes or even our communities. I went past the field of a sluggard, a, a, a person who does sloppy work, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Remember the article says no sense of urgency. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone, hole, the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief, scarcity like an armed man. Here's the sluggard's behavior. The moment they've stepped at work, they are tired. Tired from doing what? <laughs> I need to rest. Before you've spent 20 minutes at work, you're already ready to rest. A little sleep, a little slumber, and the poverty. It's not just going to come when you're invited. Pounces on you. God hates sloppy work. Now my time's gone. I'm going to go through this very quickly. What are the seven kinds of work that God blesses? And this is within the reach of every single one of us. Number one, God blesses diligent work. Proverbs 14.23, all hard work, all diligent work brings a profit. But mere talk leads only to poverty. You got to work. I've discovered it is very hard to work and talk at the same time. 
the first conversation in some places over the weekend is reflecting on the football. First conversation. The latest gossip. Here's what I challenge you. Tomorrow when you go to work and somebody comes, tell them I'm a different person now. <laughs> we shall have time for that conversation. But now I'm a focused person. I've come to do diligent work because I'm a different person. God blesses diligent work. Secondly, God blesses passionate work. Not half-hearted work. We were talking to a friend of ours who said, in many organizations, people come and they leave 40% of who they are in the parking lot and they bring 60% into the building. In other words, people don't give their all. They want to give as little as possible. Think God can bless that? He can't. You're either all in or get out. Give room to people who are coming to give their all. There are many who would love to be where you are. And you're taking your place for granted. Otoro Church family, let's be passionate people. Ecclesiastes 9, 10 to 12 says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with what? All your might. For in the realm of the dead where you're going, there's neither working nor planning or knowledge or wisdom. Give it your very best. Number three, the kind of work that God blesses is faith-filled work. Without faith, it's impossible to please Mix your faith with work. Faith shouldn't be for Sunday or for the prayer meeting. Faith should be in the boardroom, on your desk, in that business there. Apply your faith there. Pray. Believe. Number four. God blesses faithful work as well. Remember the three servants? Well done, good and... You've been faithful with little. Now I can entrust you with. Be faithful no matter what job you get. You could have a master's degree and the job, the opportunity that comes is to drive. Be the best driver. Faithful there. God will bless you. God blesses number five. Excellent work. Whatever you do, whether you're eating or drinking, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of. You can't glorify God with average work. Be the very best. By the way, all of this is within our realm of doing. You can be excellent. Excellence attracts the favor of God. Excellence attracts, brings influence. The Bible says... The very first offering that is recorded, Cain and Abel. And one was received, the other was rejected. You know why? One was not excellent. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. And it was accepted. 
Decide you're going to be a person of excellence. Number six, God blesses honest work. Proverbs 13 verse 11. This honest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. Be a person of integrity, a person of truth at work, and God will bless you. God will. Finally, God blesses kingdom first work. Kingdom first simply means this. Your work is value driven. And those values are shaped by the word of God. When you honor God's word, God will honor his word. And he will bless your work. Waroto family, God wants to bless the works of our hands. Let's be a people with a different spirit, a different mindset, a different work ethic, and let's turn the culture of work around in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, Write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,